which in the fields. The Has you ever, have you ever seen the movie The Sting with Robert Redford and Pony? No, I haven't. The, the soundtrack is literally all that song, but in different like speeds and cadences. <laughs> so like the sad thing. Like, and then it's like a scene where they're like trying to like make Red plans. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like <laughs> that's not as good as the chicken dance like we're in the middle yeah. of the scene it's so yeah. crazy it's a good movie though that's slapstick <laughs> comedy right there <laughs> no or that that good old jazz tune I don't even know the name of that song I'm like yeah. Oh, yeah. Benny Hinn. Benny, Benny Hill. Benny Hill. <laughs> Benny Hill. <laughs> we were talking about Christianity earlier. And so. chickens. Oh. It is royalty free. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you can hey, actually. Yeah. What was the song you were dancing to? The skeleton song? No hugs? Scary, spooky skeletons. We were spooky, at Books scary and Bruises. Let's get that right. <laughs> we were at Books and Brews and it came on, and Andrew just like, he's mid talking about something, and he just takes off like doing his weird skeleton dance. <laughs> and someone at Books and Brews was like, Okay. <laughs> they somebody, were impressed. Somebody posted mm-hmm. recently that apparently the um, the human bones give off the what some some type of like chemical or pheromone or something that creates the shiver that causes like fear and stuff like that or mm-hmm. something like that. And somebody said, "I just whoa. got a I just got a shiver." Somebody said, "Whoa, it was my own spooky, scary skeleton sending <laughs> shivers up my spine." <laughs> 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 yes. Cute. find Lanessa with two sandalwood guards standing over a bandit tied up in a chair missing three fingers. Do we recognize the bandit from the earlier attack? Or is this someone new? This is just another bandit. Okay. There's all kind of bandits in this world. This is one of them. It's just a question, Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) So, Lanessa turns upon your entry and she sees the four of you come in. The three of you with Keela. And she looks at you and says, oh, just the team I was looking for. Come on in. She kind of waves over to a table to the side where there is just kind of some, a little bit of food that she just keeps. There's some cheeses. There's some like breads, Hmm. some grapes, maybe some tomatoes. Go ahead and help yourself. Once Janessa sees that the fingers are missing, she's coming real hot, bad cop style. And she storms up to the chair. You... Storm up to the chair, and Lunessa sees you approaching quickly and oh, kind of yeah. steps in your direction, but she's wants to wait and see what happens as you get closer. So Janessa steps up, making a presence of herself. She 
bolts out her chest and she grabs this bandit's jaw and brings her face so that her tusks are just before his uh, eyes. And she says, if you ever mess with my wares or midnight, my wonderful companion, (laughs) I will end you quicker. There will be pain, lots of pain. (laughs) Hulking. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> and I roll intimidation. Classic. Uh, ten total. <laughs> okay, so you're basically spitting in this guy's face. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. <laughs> he's like, he's still kind of out of it because you can tell he's been beaten. Mm-hmm. He's been really messed up. He's got some lacerations on his arms, but you know he's missing his three fingers and he's kind of in shock. What is what does he look like? Like short brown hair? Like what's he what's he got so going on? He's got like short, darkish brown hair, oh, but with like a beard guess. and some you know piercings, regular bandit stuff. He's wearing this dark colored tunic with dark colored pants, and mm-hmm. you can tell he hasn't bathed in a while. Cool. Mm-hmm. But he's got he had weapons on him at least, but all the weapons are set to the side of the tent, and you can kind of piece together that he was apprehended. Right, yeah. Now he's tied up, and he's here, and he's kind of in and out of consciousness, just kind of looking down, and he hears you, and he kind of winces at your words, and he looks up, and he's... And he's gagged. Lunessa just walks over, and she just loosens the gag on the back of his mouth and Mm -hmm. takes the cloth out of his mouth. Nice. I don't even look over to Lunessa while she takes the gag off and I speak to this guy, try to make eye contact with him. Like even while he's looking down and say, why, why have you done this? (laughs) Oi, we would have done a lot worse if that dog wouldn't have gotten away. Can I do a strength check to like squeeze my hand on his jaw? Like not enough to break his jaw, but enough to create enough stress for pain. Sure. Drum that you could natural 20 yeah. plus seven strength that's 27 <laughs> you're like you're forcefully gripping his jaw and he's starting to scream like oh, like oh. i want him to know that i can break his jaw but i'm choosing not to yeah and he's like he's like starting to scream and lunessa kind of like grabs your arm and kind of like shoves your your bicep a little bit to kind of like, like hold on now we can get some information out of this man so I just at the cusp of breaking his jaw, I loosen my grip and I step away and I'm like, I, I just I just start pacing and, and breathing heavily. Obviously, we have a lot to talk about here. I'm glad you guys made it. Watching this, I, uh, I went over and made a cheese and tomato sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Cheesy maters. I'm into it. Love it. And I'm, uh, I'm going to walk up to <laughs> where the bandit is with my sandwich. I'll say chiefess. I'll take a bite. (laughs) (laughs) What information are you looking for? Well, for one, we'd need to find out why this man and his now-deceased teammates have uh, ransacked our friend's tent here. Mm -hmm. They're obviously in the city looking for something. At the word deceased, I kind of like stop pacing and I look at Lunessa. I'm paying more attention now. Yes, it would appear that this man, along with others, have invaded our city as we have known. But we finally have one, so it's time to figure out why. She just turns to the man and she like touches where you were squeezing his jaw and she just says, so now would be a good time to start speaking. Oi, I'm not telling you nothing. Oh yeah? I'll take another bite. We took the cloak with us, correct? Yeah, you guys still have it. 
Can I? I'll, I'll just look at Sai and be like, show him the cloak we found. And so I'll um, I'll pull off the cloak, showing the symbol. Oh, so now you know who we are. And using the the cloak, I'll just wipe my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's valuable goods. You leave that alone. There's nothing valuable about a life of misery that you have chosen to steal from others and to fuck with the wildlife of a forest. There is nothing natural or okay about your life and the people you run with. That last bit, he kind of like squints at. He says, well, there's everything valuable about what I do. I'm here to make money and I make plenty. You may value that which you take from others, but there is little worth in what you do. To each their own, I would say. <laughs> and he looks at Cara Selvi and he kind of like winks at her. <laughs> and I just look, uh, Janessa looks at Lunessa and is like, can I please, can I just punch him in the face once? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you punch him in the face. Oh. Janessa, could I have that handkerchief you got from your stand? You know, with the digits in them. Ah, oh. <laughs> I know what she's what she's speaking of. So I take I take it out and I hand it over to you. I'll take one out. I'll finish my sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll open up the handkerchief and I'll pull out one of the fingers. Oh. Yes. Hey, hey! And he starts to get furious. You grab the collar of his shirt and I shove one up his nose. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't know what to do, and he starts shaking his head. Quit picking your nose. (laughs) Now, you can have this back, because my friend, she's going to drive it right into your skull when she hits you. Janessa's just got a big smile on her face. (laughs) Do your worst. You can't do nothing to me now. (laughs) We can do everything but kill you. No, you're not the type. I've seen your type before. You won't cross any lines. As soon as you honed midnight, you crossed every line. And I go to I go to like uppercut the the finger into his like into his face. Oh my god. <laughs> Not to kill him, just to harm him brutally. It's gonna be in the sinus cabinet. <laughs> I mean, um, how big are his hands? That's I a guess. twenty-one to hit. Oh my god, you <laughs> shove it into his nasal cavity. <laughs> We just shoved his own finger into his nasal cavity. Yeah, it's like it happens so quickly. Like I walk up and just, yeah, just bring my palm up to shove it in. And Lunessa goes, oh, my God. Don't fuck with me. Okay, okay. And she kind of like backs you guys away from him. Like, we need to be smart here. We cannot allow for this man to die. Well, we weren't going to kill him. No, right, si? no he's, he's not going to die. It's pretty smart how we set that up. Control though, right? yourself. We've got two more fingers. We'll find more holes. <laughs> <laughs> We're creative types. Can Selfie like pull Lunessa a little bit and just say, you know, Lunessa, is it, are you all right? Yeah. So you, you come up to her side and you say just that? Mm-hmm. Okay. And she says, yes, I, I believe I'm fine. I... Uh, I'm just a little perturbed about what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Selfie says, you know, she looks kind of upset and she says, you know about the Brim Pirates? Yes. Well, I know just a bit. I mean, it's uh, 
obviously they're very powerful pirates and they they have been rising in power in the last decade or so. Hmm. There's not much to say except that everyone who encounters the Brim Pirates, they are left in death and destruction. So Selvi says, like, in a really low voice so no one else can hear, she just says, you know, I I recognize the symbol of the pirates. And she says it like, you know what I mean, right? Like, I recognize it. You, you don't mean. And Selvi just, like, looks away from her, looks at the ground and nods. Oh, my gosh, this might be... This might be more than I anticipated. In the meantime, can Sai and Janessa be like lining up the next finger, like yeah. into her, <laughs> into the guy's ear or something? Yes. <laughs> so she You're sees. She's like, like, hey, hey yeah, like which? One? <laughs> yeah, we've got like two. The last two in the last two. And Cut it's like, that out. <laughs> oh. And she turns back to Selvi. What, what? What could this possibly mean? I mean, what exactly do you remember? I don't remember a lot. I just, I know I remember that symbol. But it was definitely involved in the night. Yes. Yes, I remember. Well, that is very foreboding. Can you reiterate again? It's it's a viper with a fire in, sure, its, yeah, mouth. Yeah. Fire in its mouth. Okay. I just it. wanted to uh, remember what the image was. I, I remembered the viper, but I didn't remember the totally. fire in its mouth. So the symbol in the cloak is a serpent, and in the serpent's mouth is a flame. This is the symbol for the Brim Pirates. Lunessa just is talking to Selvi and is like, well, that definitely means that they had a hand in the death of your parents. And Selvi just is really quiet and, and nods. Did we hear Lunessa say that? Roll me a perception check. Ooh. Are you kidding me? Um, 13? 13 is not enough. Ooh, Sorry. And he rolled a nat one. <laughs> We're very busy with the fingers and the ears. Yeah, and you the guys are enraged. <laughs> I just imagine a little like, do, 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 yeah. like you're having a funny little. Yeah, we're like poking him in the eye with it. Yeah. It's like slapstick comedy. We're like in the taking corner. a booger from his nose with his finger and trying to That's put it in That's what I thought eye. if you pull it out, it'd just be covered in oh. booger. Because you said he smelled, so his hygiene isn't great. Oh, no way. Oh, no. We're now looking for other orifices. Yeah. I am okay. uh, like, you know, from the distance, we're supposed to be being good. So yeah. I'm just like taking the edge of my staff and flicking the hand that's missing the fingers. Oh, oh. ow. <laughs> just like touching the wound. Yeah. Oh, oh perfect. Guys are brutal. <laughs> you don't remember anything else from that night at all? I don't. I, I and she kind of like pauses for a while and she says, I remember seeing someone with that symbol on their cloak, fleeing. I understand. Well, if there's ever been a time to find out some answers, let's see what what this person has to say. And she starts to make her way over to you, you two. <laughs> you rambunctious. rambunctious also, I, I think he would have taken f- five hit points, so I don't know what he was at. I hope it didn't. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. From um, from the nose or from the finger being shoved up his nose. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Technically, there's space up there. You know? Yeah, of course. So she turns to Silent and and uh, she turns to Janessa and says, "Okay, okay, you you two, calm down for a second. Let's try to get some information out of this man." We were just having fun though. And <laughs> she shakes her head and she walks over and she grabs the man by the collar. What are you doing in this city? He's in pain now. <laughs> He's having a hard time. There's blood on his face. 
Oh, yeah. And some of it kind of got in his eye, and he's, like, having a hard time opening that left eye now. Why does it matter to you? You're all going to be dead anyway. I, be- I beg to differ. We've, we've come across some of your most powerful and survived. <laughs> some of our most powerful? Yes, the owner of this cloak, which you say is valuable. <laughs> Listen, I don't know who owned that cloak. But I can assure you, we've got a lot of powerful people. Yeah, and this one... Was murdered. (laughs) (laughs) This one escaped, leaving a trail of some monstrous bird creature. I don't know what kind of magicians or sorcery you have working with you, but we survived its attack. And he looks at you, and then he just goes, (laughs) What are you even talking about? You're speaking madness. I'm speaking of what we've experienced this night. One man with this cloak, man or woman, escaped, transported themselves magically from where we were at in the forest, leaving behind a monstrous golem creature formed of the birds of these wilderness. And he clearly doesn't believe you. (sighs) Bring me someone who can actually say some words that mean something. Lunessa, what I speak is true. My God. Are, are you sure? And I say, Lunessa, haven't you noticed all the birds have been coming back? Well, now that you mention it, I did happen to notice the birds are returning. I thought that was a good sign. It is, because we have defeated a, a monstrous construct. Oh, well then problem solved. <laughs> it, this is just the beginning of our troubles, because when we return here... We see that my booth has been ransacked and that multitudes of bandits and how this guy is saying that we are going to die. By what means are we going to die? Mm-hmm. I say to the guy tied up. And the guy tied up just says, <laughs> you're in for a very rude awakening. We're here and we're looking for the map and we will find it. Um. <laughs> Dang, that's like cut to commercial. <laughs> Shit. You won't be finding anything. Whatever. Doesn't even matter anymore. My men will come and get me soon. What? A pile of skin where fingers don't belong? <laughs> he looks a bit shaken at your words. <laughs> I'm like holding up the last finger like... <laughs> Let me go. Let me go. And Lunessa heads over to him. As she's approaching him, she pulls out the cloth again. And he's, no. No, you bitch. You wouldn't. Don't you dig. And she gags him again. I believe we've heard enough of this man. Agreed. Listen, we need to fan out. We need to head out into the city and look for anything suspicious. I need you to head off toward the stage and just kind of... Do some reconnaissance. See if you find anything of worth. Well, Lunessa, there are about a few hundred pumpkins uh, with faces everywhere. Is that suspicious? Oh, no. That was Renetta. She came by and oh, everyone seemed to be pleased. She played a few songs and then she left. Oh, from her ocarina? Well, yes. um, Ocarina, the big one, played a lute, I believe, and the smaller one played a kalimba. It was very marvelous. Oh. Mm. Oh, so you know them? Well, they've been around. Are they to be trusted? I've only heard of them. This was my first time meeting them. They didn't seem a little 
off to you? Well, I have to be honest. They uh, they give me the creeps. Yeah, you couldn't see their faces, Same. right? Same. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I was very happy when they left. Yeah, like that was weird. Uh, that was strange. We ran into them on our way into town. They had come across some kind of accident. Oh. Pumpkins everywhere. What kind of accident? I'm. Their, their wagon had tipped over and we mm. helped them set it back up. And well, Lunessa, that doesn't sound out of the ordinary. Well, they said they saw a monkey. Have you ever seen a monkey in these woods? No, I don't believe I have. I, yes, that, that was strange to me as well. Should I do like a knowledge of nature or a survival check to see? Because I've spent a lot of time in these woods as to well. See a yeah. To see if you can see a monkey? If I've ever seen a monkey. Oh. That is 15 survival. Nice. So with a 15 survival, you would know that there are monkeys, but they're more towards the mountain area. They're not in the woods. Hmm. There's not like a wide variety of species of monkeys. Like in the Southwest continent. mountains of Norholm? Kind of like the Southwest mountains of Norholm. Interesting. Mm. So you know that there are monkeys out that way up in the mountainous regions. But not trees. usually in the forest uh, no. flat area of or hill area of right. of sandalwood it's an escaped exactly. monkey I, I i i convey that why are you so curious about monkeys <laughs> that's what caused their accident it had run in front of their wagon and and mm-hmm. it had tipped over so that's unusual yeah, yeah. i but believe that would be very unusual checks out. and the prampkins were just <laughs> glowing green janessa can't say pumpkins it's a uh, you know <laughs> She was under the influence a while ago. I apologize. My bad. And she looks at you <laughs> and she goes, Cara Selvi. I, I did not give her. She took way bigger dose than I would have recommended. Janessa's staring at a dif- distance, but also pointing at Selvi. <laughs> <laughs> no matter. Keela. And Keela perks up. Head off and tell the others of what we've found here. They need to be alerted right away. The three of you, head outside and look around for anything suspicious. And so Keela makes her way out the door. And as she's making her way out the door, you just hear say, hey, slow down. And then uh, she carries on and then moves away. And she heads off to tell the others. So you guys do what? We're supposed to go fan out by the stage? Yeah, at least investigate. Yeah, just in the area. Do so we have she, another... So she's referring to the area outside of the stage. Do you I'll have pull a map? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it almost is like the center square of the mm-hmm. town. Totally. My Janessa's booth is kind of opposite the stage. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, Next so, to the tavern. So Lunessa's tent is right along the tree line to the south. And so when you come out, you are basically looking at Janessa's leather stand. It's not. It's not on the map. I'm just placing it there. Oh, okay. Mentally, kind of in, yeah. yeah. This mm-hmm. bottom right. What's area. blades and bludgeoners? Oh, that's the weapon shop. Yeah. Oh, it's not like another D and D within a. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. It's B and B. They might Thank have some you. copies B&B. of Caverns and Serpents there. Awesome. <laughs> I sure hope so. So upon leaving, before you leave. Oh, okay. We're still in the tent. Right. Yeah. Before you leave, that. you're you're starting to head out the door, and Lunessa says, "Oh." Before you all go, before I forget, here, for your trouble. And she hands you each a sack of gold containing 50 gold pieces. What? Dang. <clears throat> nice. Oh, is this the payment that payment. she was going to give us? Correct. Didn't I say I'd give mine to them? But we won't hold you to it. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to donate it to the little orphans of the Sandalwood tribe oh nonprofit. <laughs> nice. I like being the bad cop better. The that animal works. rescue. And I did check. I am chaotic neutral. So the intense interrogation is not something out of my alignment. Oh, perfect. Thank you, Lunessa. That is very generous of you. It is kind of you to pay us, but it's, it seems as if the trouble that these pirates and bandits are causing is far beyond gold reward. I think the safety of Norholm is is in jeopardy. Well, I'm pleased to hear that, but we it's certainly no trouble. We we need people who are helping us out to be provided for. Uh, upon leaving the tent, um Janessa like <whistles> to uh midnight so that she can help her cool in trying to find tracks of these bandits because sure did we ever get a, a a clear number it was him and and a and a few others who are now dead so in uh in your conversation you loosely gathered that it was probably him and two others okay. who over they completely outhandled the two sandalwood guards that were guarding your tent and they killed them and stashed them in the back hmm. but they were apprehended two of them were killed he was the surviving one because he got held back because right midnight yes mm-hmm. um and i guess shit i should have asked more questions to lunessa she's still in the tent she's still in there i'm just gonna be like midnight thanks for coming but i'm, I'm gonna go ask <laughs> i'm gonna go ask lunessa one last she question goes, yeah 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 um Lunessa, I know, I know you've gagged him, but did he say why he attacked my booth speci- specifically, or did he attack any other booths with his bandit friends? He did mention that he knows your group has the map. How do they already have that information? Can you ungag him? <laughs> <laughs> she goes to ungag him, and uh, he's almost passed out at this point. You yeah. guys have been roughing him up a lot. Who sent you? Who told you we have your map? And I'm doing quote quotes in the air. He says, oh, come on. My orders come straight down from the top. You're speaking of Brim. Yes. All right. I need no more from you. Nah, you'll get nothing else either. And like, as, as he's saying no. that, I'm already putting the gag back on. And I come back out of the tent and I look at Selvi and and Sai and Midnight <laughs> and carrots. <laughs> we and carrots. Who's <laughs> like chewing on some random? Cod. I think carrots and Midnight were like oh making friends, maybe buddying oh, yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, while we were in the tent. Yeah, y'all, we may be in more danger than than I expected. Brim Corin knows that we have this map. Hello, all you angsty quarantines. Welcome back to some more Pirate's Peak. I am Taylor, and I am the dungeon person of this side story. Silent is played by Micah Wright, Selvi is played by Jenna Allstadt, and Janessa is played by our beloved Chasm Quest dungeon person, Andrew Palmer. So the world has gotten pretty crazy this past month. I mean, first we got blitzed by a tornado here in Nashville, which thankfully our whole circle were all safe and accounted for. 
And now we're dealing with the adversity of not seeing our people while being stuck at home. Definitely hard trying to find some normalcy and routine right now. And we want to send out some good vibes to as many people as possible. I want to make a shout out to our very own Micah Wright, who plays Silent in the story. He's actually out there working with many others on the front line of the city to help keep everybody safe and taken care of. And Micah, it is awesome to see the work you're doing and helping give order to the chaos. Also, I'm giving you advantage on literally everything while you are out there. And also, here is a homebrew item I made for you. It's a D20 that only has 20s on it. Also, here's a dried filet of fish the size of a forearm. And to all you beautiful listeners, let's all come and gather from behind our headphones and our smartphone screens and just keep in mind that we will all get through this together. Now with that in mind, here is the latest from our Patreon team. Let's see, what does it say here? Ah, here we go. Due to the global pandemic, we are adjusting our Patreon tiers and rewards for the month of April. Our tiers now consist of $1, $3, $5, $10, $20, $30, and lastly, $50, each with their own benefits. With this change, we are adding a $3 tier and bringing many of our old $20 benefits down to some of the lower tiers, which means more content, more of the time. I don't know if that's the best slogan I can come up with, but I'm just tossing that on the fly. Uh, Anyway... Because of this change, it means lower tiers will have access to a lot more stuff like various written origin stories, backstories, myths, and bloopers from the show. Not to mention episodes of our Goose's Gourd comedy show, bonus episodes like most of Season 3's memory episodes that are yet to come, a few live shows, and much more. Now, some of these tiers have some cool stuff because we are getting very close to... Bah! Merchandise! I'm talking t-shirts, posters, character art, tumblers, and all kinds of neat stuff with more to come in the future. There are also opportunities to help shape our world with magic items and NPCs. Now all that to say, we have some wonderful stuff available, but we know that this next month is going to be a huge mystery with all the changes in everyone's lives, and because of this, we have decided to take our Patreon a bit further. Starting April 1st, All Patreon posts will be available at the $1 tier. Yes, you heard correctly. All the posts written and recorded will be all available at the $1 tier for the month of April. And as of now, but subject to change starting May 1st, all of these text documents and recordings will go back to their previous designated tiers. Basically, we know everybody is sitting at home with a lot of time on their hands and we hope we can supply a bit of escapism if we can. And, you know, for the safety of everybody, we just encourage all of you along with ourselves to just make sure we are doing all we can to help out our medical professionals by keeping ourselves out of the hospitals and at home where everybody is safe from this thing. So with less places to go, now there is more content to listen to if you want a bit more. All of this is available over at patreon.com slash chasmquest. That's patreon.com slash chasmquest. And I did want to mention that we have a ridiculously spooky bonus recording coming to our Patreon for the month of April that is a horrifying bonus episode where we turn the lights off and we play a game of 10 candles, which I had never played before. I didn't realize how terrifying an RPG could actually get until we played this, and I loved every moment of it. 
It was written and GM'd by our very own Colin Allen, and I didn't get to bed till like 3 that night afterwards. This one is not for the faint of heart, so I would recommend you make sure you can handle the horror themes before diving into this one, but it will be available for free on our Patreon public channel. All you have to do is head to patreon.com slash chasmquest and then find your bravest teddy bear. Finally, if you love the show, holler at us on some social media. You can find us at Twitter and Instagram, at ChasmQuest, and we encourage you to please get on and give us a shout. We uh, we love it every time you guys talk to us, and it's, it's fantastic. If you leave us a rating and review on iTunes, we will shout your name out in Season 3. And if you want to come chat with us and ask us any questions at all, you can join us on Discord by finding the link to our channel in the description of this episode. We'd love to chat with you, so come say hey. Oh... And that is all I got. I will let y'all get back to the episode. See ya. Brim Corin knows that we have this map. We need to act fast. Well, that's not great. No, it's not. <laughs> no, not at all. A a pirate captain of, of bandits knows that we have something that he wants. Well, he doesn't know that we have it now. He knew that it was in the town. The bandit we've captured said that he, that's why he specifically targeted my booth. We're kind of fucked here. Was it Bartone? Did Bartone tell somebody? The, did the pumpkin girl? The, the, because it we've took us hours. We've only seen a couple people. It took us hours to get back here. It must have been whomever, whomst ever owns this cloak. The one who disappeared in the middle of the forest must have informed Brim. Or else, worse yet, the one who escaped us was Brim. That seems like a stretch. (laughs) I mean, what material is this cloak made of? Is it fine velvet or is it like a, is it just a cloth? You can tell that it's pretty much just a cloth. I mean, it's it's a cloak you could buy. A woolen cloak. It's a cloak you can buy at any market. But it just happens to have the insignia. This one does. And it's, you know, the insignia, it appears to be one that has been created personally. All right. We definitely just need more information before we come to conclusions. You know what, Janessa? I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I agree that we need some more information. <laughs> and maybe you need to, uh, again, um, just, you know, relax a little bit. Do you bit. have more drugs? Janessa, I really don't think that you need... I don't know. I, I feel like I could either sleep for days or stay up for a week. I, I'm, I'm between worlds right now. <laughs> And if I'm telling you that you don't need more, you do not need more. Yeah, I guess as a dealer, you would want me to. I don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) I very friendly offered you something to soothe you. I mean, the the first first dose is always free. I I get it. (laughs) (laughs) They're just things I gather that the woods gives me. Is this a first month trial or what? Like, what's going on? <laughs> your subscriber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you need my email? I don't know. Last four digits of your social security. All right, so we're we're to check by the by the stage and just anyway, uh, let's let's gather more information. So I'm gonna do a survival check. Yeah, and absolutely. Do I, if Midnight's assisting me, do I get advantage on that, or does does she do her yeah, own survival absolutely. check? Absolutely, take advantage. I will say that like I, you have to be specific about what you're looking for because there's looking. a lot of traffic. Yeah, 
um, looking for anything that connects to the like the most recent of tracks that led to because obviously this happened after we left. Also, there's more probably more people awake now, right? And there lots more, yeah. yeah. And there was not. Um, so I'm looking for tracks that are like an less than two hours old, but okay. no no more recent than a few minutes of the people that have come outside. Sure. Oh, and uh, I rolled an 18 and then a 20. An 18 and then a 20. And so That's 24 great. total survival. And I'm looking specifically for tracks that led to the booth at whatever scuffle there that led to their deaths. Are you by the uh, Leatherworks tent? I'm starting. By your tent? I already did a survival check by the tent, and you said there was no footprints that led to where the drag marks were. Right. So I guess I'm starting out by the stage area, that whole open area. I'm just looking at every track, looking for fresh ones, but not ones within minutes, like I said, but ones within okay. the past three hours yeah. that lead toward my booth. So you see tracks pretty much everywhere it, the the grass is dead all in the center because people have been just carting back and forth and all around the stage there's pretty much just dirt and so you see impressions all over the place mm-hmm. so like you see like a couple that are basically two hours old and mm-hmm. you would you would know that this was somebody rummaging around mm-hmm. but the tracks don't really lead anywhere they just kind of stop i mean they they get to like a grassy point and then like it turns into more grass mm. where people haven't been walking that much. When when we get to the point of, of grass, mm-hmm. um, may I use Midnight's keen smell in order to sniff out, you know, using the fingers as a scent bait. Could she possibly lead me past the, the greenery point? Sure. You get to the greenery point, you start sniffing, or Midnight, I should say, starts yeah. sniffing around, and she starts to pick up a scent. It's a definite scent. You, at this point, have followed the tracks to the far south of the stage where there's grass now. And the scent Midnight has picked up is taking you around the back of the stage and towards the tall standing tower next to the stage. Oh! Is it like a lookout tower? How tall is it? It's, yeah. a, it's a very tall tower. The tower itself is roughly 150 to uh, 200 feet in the so air. So three or four, three to four stories are taller than that. It's, it's a, a big tall, tower. <laughs> it, this tower you would have seen upon your arrival if it was nighttime when you got here. There is a torch at the top. Almost that like is a lit. lighthouse? Question well, yeah, mark? Yeah, it is on the water. Correct. Right? Yeah. It is specifically there to keep sailors from running into right. land. Okay, then I look at Selvi and, and Sai and say, hey, m- Midnight's picked up on a scent. Leading over here to the tower, following you. Yeah, let let's go. So we're we're all following Midnight, who's sure. tracking the scent. So by the time you get roughly, we'll say you yourselves are now a hundred feet away from this tower. Mm-hmm. Someone screams from the tower. From the crowd below oh. where you're standing, out in front of the stage, there's people yelling and pointing up at the tower. I look up. <laughs> What's going on in the tower? <laughs> so you look up and you see three figures at the top of the tower and they're clearly struggling. They're getting pushed. They're getting ravaged. They're getting tossed around. Some are throwing fists and someone is getting beaten. The crowd around you is roaring and chatter. People are screaming. They're looking up and they're seeing these figures struggle. And suddenly one of the figures begins to plummet down from the tower. In mere fractions of a second, the body lands with a muffled thud. <laughs> but the cracks of bones can be faintly heard 
over the noisy crowd. You barely have time to grimace when suddenly the middle of the tower explodes outwards and the entire building begins to collapse. Move! Everyone move! Get out of here! (laughs) Holy shit! Yeah, like at this point it's crowd control. Like Mm -hmm. get everyone away from the tower. I need everybody to roll me deck saves. Okay. You guys are 100 feet away, so go ahead and take advantage. 21 for Janessa. Perfect. And 19. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, Micah just rolled a 1 and then an 18. <laughs> so, 21. Yeah, 21. Nice. So, basically, you're looking at this tower and the middle of the tower, like halfway up the stone, that part of this gigantic cylinder explodes outward bringing shrapnel in many different directions, and the top of the tower begins to collapse on itself, falling down to the ground with lots of dust. You guys are just far enough away to react perfectly, and you get out of the way of any kind of rubble that comes down. Some is falling and rolling and coming towards your direction, but none of it is going to hit you and cause any damage. Mm -hmm. Did we see any pedestrians, though, like in the way of it that we could have grabbed or brought it attention to? So basically, people, as they were watching and pointing, when the body fell, most everybody started to kind of scoot back. But the stones are coming down now, Mm -hmm. and you're on the backside of the stage, so you cannot reach anybody. Oh, shit. Okay. Did did I need to roll separately for midnight? Yeah, she's fine. Just rolled a 19 (laughs) plus 2, so 21 I would give her, like, triple advantage. Right, yeah. yeah, (laughs) There's no way midnight's dying, yeah. <laughs> Dust and debris fills the air, and you can't see hardly anything past 50, 60 feet. There's just so much in the air, and it's causing some pedestrians to cough. A lot of people are screaming and looking for people who have yeah. been covered up by this debris. Some sandalwood guards are rushing from the uh, town side of the field, and they're coming towards the, the wreckage, and they're coming to help out in any way they can. They're looking for the cause, they're looking for anybody who's injured and they're trying to pull everything out so if you want to give me a perception check or anything like that yeah, definitely nine so that's a 27 perfect did you roll a 15 cool so silent you see a couple of people get covered up in debris and you can tell that it rolled in a way that just kind of covered them up and probably broke a leg or something but they're under there and nobody saw it but you so i'm dashing to them Okay, you see him dashing. Okay, yeah, I, I, because with my nine, I guess I'm just panicking, making sure midnight's okay. I see Sai running. I follow him quickly. Okay, you? Do I see? Oh, I see them you run, see though. You see Silence start dashing towards okay. a specific spot. Yeah, I, I go follow. And I, I do a strength check to help clear the debris from the people. Sure, so you, you clearly see Silent is trying to help somebody. And get this stuff off. And yeah. go ahead and make a strength set, a strength sex, a strength save. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using my staff to try and leverage nice. the rock. Yeah, uh, 25. Perfect. That's awesome. It's like that adrenaline rush to just like <laughs> like lift a whole brick. The three of you get there just in time, and like you start pulling the rubble off of these two people, and you you find a woman and her son together, and you start pulling them out. You can see that. Uh, the woman's legs are broken, but the son seems to be okay, minus a few lacerations. She had grappled around him, and she had protected him from any blows. Mm. So, Selvi, can you do can you do anything for this woman? So I have a herbalism kit I can use for his lacerations, right? It's like healing. 
I'm more sure. thinking about the broken spell. legs, yeah. but his lacerations <laughs> you look pretty bad too. <laughs> yeah, can I cast a spell? Um, You're not in battle, so you don't have to. Worry I guess about you, like, you oh, could okay. also do a medicine check, I suppose. Right? Yeah, that too. Yeah. You could do that. But too. I have cure wounds. Okay, cool. Okay, can cast cure wounds on the woman. One of the legs heals back to perfect. The other one, it kind of heals back, but it, there's still a fracture there. But she's going to be fine. But some sandalwood guards, they they start crowding around cool. you. They say, we'll get them from here. And then you see Keela come out of the smoke. And she's in a panic. Like, what happened? What is going on? Where'd you come from? I was doing reconnaissance. I had to go message the others. There was a fight at the top of the tower. Then suddenly the middle of the tower exploded. Did you see who it was? Keila, the tower's really tall. Um, we did not see who it was. I'm going to go try to see if there's, A, the body that had fell mm-hmm. from the top, or anyone who looks like they fell from the tower as well. Can I stop Janessa and be like, Janessa, it just fell. Be careful. And I kind of touch her on the shoulder again. That's great. But before you do, before you make a move, Ooh. you hear someone shouting from a good distance. As they get within earshot, you see it is another guard as they shout out again. Attack! Attack at the docks! Keela bolts upright and says, We have to go! Everyone, to the docks! And be on your guard! Follow me! She starts heading that way. Janessa, this is a distraction. Yeah, I guess we should gather our forces. God, spirits be with us. Let's make our way to the docks. Yes. Selvi, are you with us? I mean, I think... (laughs) Selvi. Selvi's just kind of in shock right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Janessa just grabs her arm. We need you. Uh, We need your abilities. I mean, uh, do people need help here, though? The Um, gods will handle here. If there's an attack, we must help the god. And you can clearly see that there are lots of sandalwood guards carting people away from the wreckage, and they're Mm -hmm. like getting people and rescue crews are coming in mm-hmm. to clean this up. Okay, so Selvi kind of looks, so Carrots is still by Lunessa's tent. She kind of like sees Carrots and waves and goes, okay. Janessa goes running toward the dock, her bow and arrow at, at arm first, but knowing, like, keeping track of her kukris. To kukris. Fantastic. When you approach the docks, the clouds in the sky are darker than ever. Mm-hmm. At any moment, a torrential downpour could erupt. Behind Keela, you turn the corner onto the docks and see eight or nine sandalwood guards. This stops you in your tracks because each of them lie lifeless in puddles of their own blood. Above them stand six bandits with their blades drawn and bloodied. A tall man stands in the middle of them. He is bald and clean-shaven. He is six-seven with a muscular 300 pounds. Not a step closer. In his left hand, he holds the throat of Brex, who has been beaten to a pulp. In his right hand, he holds a sword pointed directly at Brex's chest. Brex! Release him! Keela shouts as she instinctively pulls her greatsword. The map. I know you have it. Hand it over, and he will continue to breathe. She angrily reaches into her cloak pocket, and she panics. No! No! It was right here! Where is it? She can't find it anywhere. Suddenly, a noise draws your attention to the left as a figure jumps down off of the awning of the building next to you. It appears to move like a monkey. It quickly scampers over to the big man and stands upright on its two legs. 
You recognize this monkey as Simia, is the black-haired the... boy with the bird. I was just going to say, what? is that the boy's name from, yeah, the very beginning? <gasps> monkey boy. I knew there were Dragon Balls involved. <laughs> <laughs> Upon further inspection, you see his bare feet, but his feet look a lot more like hands. Lightning flashes in the distance, and you see a glint of light reflect off the top of his head because deep in his shaggy black hair protrudes the tips of two tiny black horns, almost buried in his hair. Look what I found. Simia reaches into his ragged tunic and pulls out Keela's map and hands it forward to the tall man. Open it. Simia unrolls the map and shows it to him. Hmm. It's about time you did something useful. Maybe we will give you our scraps tonight. Well done. Scraps? I deserve way more than scraps. You'll take what we'll give you. Monkey. Simeon scowls, gritting his teeth. Do you have any idea how hard I worked for that? The man kicks Simeon hard, knocking him over. He gets up and says, One day soon, you are going to regret ever having met me. That day was the day you and that filthy bird showed up on our doorstep. Simeon yells. A beam of crackling energy shoots from his hand and hits the tall man square in the chest, knocking Brex to the ground, free of his grasp. In a flash, Simia sprints off at an incredible speed and is out of sight in the blink of an eye. Seeing their moment, the other bandits all begin to advance forward. Roll initiative. 17 for Janessa. 13. Little demon monkey. 11 for Silent. First on the list is Janessa. There is the bald-headed six-foot-seven dude, right? Yep. But how many bandits are around him? Six. And you can tell by approaching that these guys look like they just finished a fight. Yeah. So they're not exactly looking great. How far are they all from him? Are they all grouped close? They're pretty much all around him. He's in the <laughs> center, kind of, they're like but they're kind him. of like on the uh, they're kind of on the other side of him, just kind of scattered about, and they're they're actually looting the bodies. I see that the biggest threat is going to be this 300-pound dude, and the monkey's gone, right? Monkey's gone. Simia has left. Flown away. I will use my speed then to get within 30 feet range of them to throw both of my kukris at the bald-headed man. Both of them at him? Yes. Cool. And did he see us approach, or do I have, like, stealth advantage on this? He saw all of you approach because he was talking to you. Sure. From there, he got blasted in the chest. He's a little caught off guard right now. This would be an advantage. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That would be 21 for the first hit. Nice. And for the second Simtar, 20. Nice. So you hit both. Both? Perfect. Nine points of damage each Simtar as they, I just, I literally just run up. Like I've already sheathed my bow because I see that he is the prime target um, and that we're already this close to combat, you know? Yeah. So I sheath my bow and I rush up grabbing both my kukris for, you know, my right hand darting to my left hip and my left hand darting to my right hip, pulling out the kukris with their, you know, Celtic woven designs on them. And just as I'm getting into range, I'm taking one final step forward pulling both of them back and then heaving both of them forward at the same time, kind of following through with my throw in step. And so they spiral in the air and both strike him in the chest, dealing 18 points of damage total. 
Fantastic. 18 points of damage. That's awesome. I will then move forward another 10 feet in an attempt to charge forward to retrieve my kukris, but I can only get 10 feet closer. So, so you're 40, you traveled 40 feet? I only went 20 feet to get okay. within 30 feet of them. Ah. I then moved my last 10 feet to get 20 feet close. So I'm 20 feet away from the bald man. Cool. So you, you do that and your kukris stick clean in his chest and he pretty much hits the ground on his back. Oh, damn. Because he I... just took a blast <laughs> to the chest Yeah. and you race forward and blast him in the chest again as he's off his footing and okay. he falls to the ground. I did not expect that. So he's now prone. He's on the ground. He is now prone. Next, we're going to go to Selvi. Janessa didn't attack any of the other bandits. They're all still right around him. And how far is Janessa from him? 20 feet. Okay. So I want to cast Call Lightning. <laughs> oh, shit. Yes. And yes, you do. Because <laughs> it's already a storm, right? It's storming right now. It's very cloudy. It's very dark. There was it already is... a strike of lightning, yeah, you said though. there was lightning. There was a strike of lightning. <laughs> it's not raining yet. If a storm happens, it's directly on top of you right now. Okay. Each creature within five feet of that point of lightning must make a deck saving throw. A creature takes 3d10 lightning damage, but then if there's already a storm, the spell's damage increases by 1d10. Oh, damn. I was thinking lightning bolt, but mm -mm. yeah, no, that's way better. Oh, fuck. So I'm going to hit the one bandit that's kind of the most centered to hit several around. The storm is gathering, and I noticed that, so I start casting a spell. And, you know, it starts getting darker and darker, and you can kind of feel electricity in the air. And then all of a sudden I jerk my hand down and I bring down a huge stroke of lightning and it hits the bandit in the middle on the right. Oh my God. So it hits the bandit in the middle of the right mm -hmm. and it hits him with what? What's the damage on this? Okay. 10, 4, 1, 4. 19. All of them have to make a dexterity throw. Ooh, okay. So cool. what is that? Four of them Three. need to make? Three? Yeah. Three dex saves. What's, this, what's the save? 14. 14. All right. First one saves. Second one does not. Third one saves. So two of them take nine and one takes 18. A bolt of lightning comes down striking the bandit in the center and there's three of them. The middle one gets obliterated. <laughs> yes. Right to an absolute crisp. He's just like a profile on the, like, yeah. the ground of his body. Like, <laughs> <In ash>. fuck. <laughs> Turns basically to a black skeleton. Just like, <laughs> done. The other two standing next to him, they get fried and shocked, and they are not looking good. They have burns on their skin, but they are still standing. Next, we will go to Sai. So I'm glad you guys all rolled well on initiative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this feels like it's going to be a fast battle. While the big guy's still prone, I'll spend a key point, step of the wind, and double my jump and land on him. <laughs> Beautiful. I like to think that you ran and leapt over Janessa. Just you, grazed the top of your head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can step off of my French braids if you want. <laughs> So uh, seeing him prone after lightning strikes and decimates the rest of the group, I know I need to strike him before he gets up again. So leaping into the air, spend a key point to channel my key and move a little farther and a little faster and add a little bit more weight to my impact and Beautiful. land on his chest. 
Yes. And as awesome. I land, I deliver the first strike to his head. Yes. All right. Roll it. Roll an Your attack. Stupid bald head. Go ahead and take advantage because <laughs> aerial strike. <laughs> All the dice are on the floor at this point. 16 would have been the uh, first attack. First one hits. Okay. Oh, perfect. And then the second attack that both rolled 10. So it would have been 16 for the second attack as well. Awesome. Hits again. Yep. Absolutely. You leap into the air and you come down with your fists and you deliver two blows directly to him. What part are you punching? Straight to his face. Just straight to his <laughs> face? Yeah, he's just bouncing his nice. head off the ground. You're like, you somehow landed in between Janessa's kukris as they're like next to your <laughs> yes. body and you're just walloping him. First attack, seven points of damage. Nice. Second attack is nine points of damage. Third attack, 17. Uh, nine points of damage on the last one. Nice. 25 points of damage, is that right? Yes. Nice move, but it is his turn. <laughs> oh, and you're closest. You are right there. And this dude is big. Yeah. Oh, man. Nice knowing you. He is still holding his sword, and he takes the blows to the face. He reaches forward and kind of puts his hand on your chest, and he takes his blade and slashes at you from the side, and he digs his blade into the side of your left arm, doing eight points of damage. He then grabs, like, with his sword right there, and he's got his hand on you, he makes a motion to roll you over and off of him. Mm. So he's going to go ahead and roll for strength, and that is 20. Uh, 14. Awesome. He rolls you off, and you guys are both on the ground now. You're to the side of him, and he's... He's kind of over, and now he's on all fours, basically. And he still has kukris in yeah. his chest. <laughs> his turn is over. Now it's the bandit's turn. Yeah. And there's six of... Well, five of them now. <laughs> there's, yeah, One of them is now. Ash. <laughs> the only ones in the area are Janessa and Silen and Brex, unfortunately. Yeah. But he doesn't get any initiative because he pretty much can't do anything. He's like <laughs> unconscious, He kind of gurgles. Right? Goes, yeah. <laughs> Did blood bubbles up? Did he get stabbed or was he in he the line? He got beat to a pole. Okay, got it. Got he it. had been there on the initial attack. Yeah. The one that people were reporting. He was on the brink of life. Yeah. yeah. He's got lots of boo-boos. He's got them. He's got some owies. He's got some, mm-hmm. he's got some no feel good. You bought, you bought <laughs> your band-aids, white. The two bandits to the left of the quartermaster, they make their way over to Silent pretty quickly because they're pretty much right there. They go ahead and they come in and they slash. One of them misses terribly. (laughs) Just like goes to bring a blade down on you, but you were in the middle of rolling. So you roll a little too far and they just like completely miss. And that was a natural one. So they are now prone (laughs) because they tripped over the body of the quartermaster. Yes. (laughs) Love it. The second one, unfortunately, races over and slashes at you with six points of damage. We're coming for you, Silas. <laughs> Silas? <laughs> we were talking about heroes earlier. Okay? Well, that is so a name. Silas so. was in my, my That is brain. a name. Yeah. yeah. We're he coming tried. for you. We're coming for you, Sai. He knows names. <laughs> you guys are like best friends at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll die for you, Silas. If anyone knows me out of game... <laughs> Anyone knows that, like, we could meet multiple times and I'll still probably not know your name well. Listen, you and everybody. There's six in all. One of them's been obliterated. 
one of them falls prone because he just doesn't know how to attack people. The other one came over and slashed Silent. Mm -hmm. There's two remaining on the far right side, and they start to make their way over. The first one comes to help out his buddy. He sees the dude fall completely prone, and he goes to his aid and kind of grabs him by the sash and starts pulling him up. The one on the farthest end, seeing that situation going on, races straight toward Janessa. Makes it all the way over there and hits with a 21. Oof, yeah, that definitely hits. Slashing down with seven points of damage. Okay. Now it is Keela's turn. Keela races forward. Her great sword is already drawn, and she runs up past Janessa and can't get far enough. I mean, 50 feet away. She, she ignores the one that's attacking me then? Oh, is there one? Yeah, there is. There's one right on you. So Keela runs to that one immediately. Okay. And just straight up comes up to it, swings down hard with her great sword, and gets him. <laughs> nice. She, she gets him hard. And... She gets him hard with 12 points of damage. Nice. That bandit gets slashed across the chest, exhales sharply, (gasps) and falls dead. Yes. Bye, bandit. She then readies her next attack, and we go back to Janessa. Sweet. That's the bandit that was on Janessa. Yeah. Not knowing he's dead because I'm in, like, feral mode, I, like, just briefly kick the weapon away from his body. Right. And as I'm doing so, I'm moving forward and taking out my bow and arrow again. And as I'm walking toward the quartermaster and Sai, I am releasing two arrows. The first one is at the bandit who fell prone, which I will take advantage on. Um, yeah, absolutely. Since they are prone. Well, I, I say that the other bandit helped him up on his turn. Oh, okay. Used his turn to pull him up. Oh, so the quartermaster did? No, the other bandit. The other guy. Oh, sorry. I did not hear that. There was a bandit in the back who raced over. Well, either way, yeah. both those rolls are sufficient for my two attacks. So I will <laughs> just go ahead and just take both of them. The one who helped him up and him. Uh-huh. The first one is a 25 to hit. The second one is a 23. You got them both. That's <laughs> Sweet. Beautiful. So the first one, I'm I'm hitting the guy who helped him up first then. Okay. How do you kill him? Yeah, that's an eight plus three. <laughs> so I just threw the neck like in one side, out the other. So you uh, fire off a, an arrow. Yeah. The first arrow through the neck. The second one, another eight. Yes. Oh, yeah. 11 points of damage to the one who got up. And you destroy that person. How do you kill that one? Um, so I'm imagining the guy walked up and like helped him up and was like, let's do this fight. And then he <laughs> instantly takes an arrow through the neck. And then the guy who got helped up, just an arrow through the back of like that soft spot, at, just at the nape of the guy's neck. So yeah. that the arrow's like sticking out the guy's like nose <laughs> at the front. Thing for noses. Mm. And yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I was moving forward. I was 20 feet away and I get up to behind directly behind the quartermaster uh-huh. so that on my next attack, I may retrieve my kukris from him. That's amazing. The one that was helping the one up is one of the ones that got shocked very badly. OK, yeah. I so figured. <laughs> he wasn't looking good anyway. Yeah. And he just went <laughs> just arrow right through the neck and just. Yeah. <laughs> And just dies instantly. Perfect. The next one, same thing. It's just the arrow was a lot more brutal. (laughs) A lot more blood this time. Yep. So she, like, kicked away the sword, 
drew her bow and arrow, took down the two of them while she's walking up and sheathes the bow as she's approaching to get her kukris back from the quartermaster. Nice. You are right next to Silen. Yes. And you're right next to another bandit. Correct. And that bandit is going to take an attack of opportunity. Bring it on. That bandit swings at you as hard as he can, but he does not hit. Nice. Yeah, I like to think that Janessa was just so focused on getting her kukris back that she just easily dodges. Yeah. Like, not even looking at him, just sees the silver blade coming at her. And yeah, the second the second you kill those two, that bandit looks over and like forgets about Silent for a second, comes over to swing at you. Mm-hmm. Completely just, you just dodge out of the way Perfect. immediately. And his blade comes crashing down and hits the ground. Next, we go to Selvi. There is one bandit and the quartermaster left. Okay. Was one of the bandits the one that got injured or no? No, all the ones you injured are now dead. Okay. So You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for... I loosened the cap. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. You weakened them. <laughs> okay, so... And I'm still, like, 50 feet away. I don't think I've moved at all. Yeah, you haven't moved. Okay, so I'm going to take out my short bow and aim it towards the um, other bandit, the last one that is in the quartermaster. Awesome. So, yeah, 13 total. You get him. So roll the damage. Six. He takes an arrow to the chest, but he, he looks okay. He's still up. Yeah. Next, we move to Sai. So Sai got rolled over. So Sai's going to get up from prone. So how close is um, Quartermaster? Like, So he's he's rolled you off of him. You've probably rolled like seven to ten feet away from him. Okay. I, I forget, because I came up directly behind the Quartermaster, if he were to move into melee range, would that be flanking now? Okay, cool. Yes. So. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Which he's still flat on his back. <laughs> oh, that's true. Because, well, he's on all fours now because he did roll over. Yeah, I was going to say he was at least, uh, yeah, a little bit up. Yeah. So I'm just going to charge towards the quartermaster and not stop. I'm just going to flying knee his head <gasps> flying while he's knee. on all fours. Oh, beautiful. Like, Let's while he's it. still on all fours, yes. I love that image. Roll oh. to attack with advantage. Just, like, your hair blowing, like, all your dreads blowing in the wind. and His blue braid just yeah. flicking into the wind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. 23 to hit. 23 oh. hits. Yeah, absolutely. 23 hits. <laughs> yes. Nine damage for that first strike. Okay. And Second attack. Not done yet. Just another 23 to hit. Yep, hits. You're looking for a 16 now. Eight damage on the second attack. Nice. Flurry blows. Oh, flurries. Give me that flurry. So that hits. First flurry. Four points of damage. Last flurry. 18. Five points of damage and stunning strike. Ooh. So that's nine plus 17. Correct. 26. 26 points, of, points damage. of damage. Plus a stunning strike. So he has to make a, a DC save. Stunning strike would stun him for one round. Beautiful. But he needs to make a constitution save. That's okay. Don't even worry about it. Because how do you kill him? Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'd like to think that that first flying knee, yeah. actually. So so here's the setup. He's on all fours, and he is now getting to his feet. He has gotten one knee up, and he's standing. Not standing fully, but he's got his knee up. One knee's still on the ground, but he's still like at that perfect knee level. So as I roll over onto my belly, 
getting to my hands and knees, I can see that he's starting to stand. So I run over to him and just knee him across the temple (laughs) as he's starting to get up. And I think that dropped him, but I'm not sure. So I'm just still delivering blow after blow to his face and head while he's lying on the ground. Oh, my God. My God. (laughs) That's so brutal, and I love it. You got to make sure. Yeah. Double tap. The force from your knee hitting his temple can be, like, felt by pretty much all of you. You can feel it in your chest, like, whoa. And then he starts laying into him. You brought him down to negative four. So that's what that happened. (laughs) He is like, he's going to have to make some death saves or something. Side guy. Side guy. Side guy. Side guy. He is fucked up. But one bandit remains. Correct. And it is his turn. Wow, that's convenient. And he's kind of right next to you. <laughs> I imagine that I'm just still yeah. like wailing. <laughs> and he is pissed. And he comes at you and he definitely hits i have your ac if you if you think i'm not checking it i am i've got it written down but he he just hit with a 22 my ac is 23 actually (laughs) (laughs) he sprints over and just right at you he brings his blade and he comes at you with nine points of damage slashing across your back next we're going to move to keela keela is within range and she comes up and she just like as he slashes across the back and she comes up behind his back, grabs him by the front of the skull, pulls her greatsword around his throat, and then just slices it wide open. And the blood just pours down onto the quartermaster's feet. You are now out of battle. So Janessa shoves the quartermaster's body onto his back and just quickly, like, rips out the two kukris, (laughs) like, blood going up. Uh, in two streams across her chest and she kind of twirls them whipping off most of the blood and sheaths them looking about to see if there's still an imminent threat so you're out of battle now and Keela just comes up to you and she's like Brex Brex and she runs over to Brex and he's just on the ground and he's he is just a pulp of a person right now (laughs) and so she's like we need to help him can any of you heal yeah, I rush up and I cast Heal Wounds. Awesome. Uh, I cast it as a second level. I go ahead and cast it as a second level spell. Mm-hmm. And so that is 17 points of health going back to Brex. Awesome. He's better now. I mean, he's still in bad shape, but he's he's able to, like, cough out a few teeth and he <laughs> just, oh, 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 well, that was quite the day. <laughs> You're telling us. Oh, it's good to see all of you alive. I didn't know if I was going to make it. The second you guys get him to his feet, a monkey sprints by. (sighs) Fuck that monkey. (laughs) And grabs the map off of the quartermaster. Oh. And at an incredible, incredible rate, just an incredible rate, speeds off and is gone. Where is he going? Wait, is it Simia or is it a different monkey? It's Simia. There's How only, many monkeys are in this adventure? <laughs> There's only one monkey. And <laughs> he grabs the map yeah. and sprints off. God, willow shit. Brex, I'm glad you're doing well. Keela, we gotta get that monkey. 
<laughs> and I, I, Janessa takes off toward the monkey. Sure thing. So, um, yeah, I'm off to the monkey and Janessa. What'd you call me? <laughs> <laughs> you guys leave Brex and Keela there to kind of just get him back to health and everything. And you start to make your way towards the direction in which Simia ran, mm-hmm. which is toward the tree line. It's kind of, he kind of went in the direction of northwestish kind of. Oh, okay. Toward the tree line, away cool. from the water, back yeah. toward the mainland. Yeah. As you are starting to make your way over, you hear a... A toot. <laughs> from off in the distance. Yep. Here it comes. Lightning crashes, and the building next to you explodes into splinters. Hmm. Janessa stops and makes sure that midnight is close to mm-hmm. her. <laughs> Looking frantically for her. Yeah. The sky grows even darker as another flash lights up over the water and thunder echoes all throughout this intense battle scene. Then you realize that isn't thunder at all. It's an explosion coming out from over the sea. You look out and you see a ship now very close to shore and the sails have a serpent with a flame in the mouth. 